Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. This is Jessica. I'm all alone today. This is part of a new series that we're doing where we kind of just do some solo episodes on things that are interesting us. Um, This is basically just so we don't have to coordinate our schedules. It makes it a little bit easier to record and make sure we're getting those episodes to you guys every week. So I hope you will enjoy listening to just me. I know that it is kind of disappointing. I also miss KJ and Taylor, but hopefully we're going to have some good information in this episode that you can enjoy and learn from. So let's get going. I want to start by saying that this episode is dedicated to a previous client of mine whom I loved very much. um, And she asked me to do this episode a long time ago, and I am finally getting around to it. So I'm super excited and hopefully it will be something that you guys all can benefit from. So the topic is on making friends as an adult. I'm sure you guys are all like, yes, I need help with that. I know for me as a person, I absolutely need help with that. It is something that is so difficult for some reason. And I mean, the reasons are pretty obvious, right? We become more busy as we grow Once we are out of college, especially, we are working full time. So that takes up a lot of our time. And if we're not friends with people in our workplace, then we have limited time after work or even less limited time before work to hang out with people. We also need to exercise. We need to do any self-care rituals. We need to make ourselves dinner, things like that. And so our time for friends really just kind of like limits and comes down, especially as you begin to live on your own or if you are getting married, having kids, then that just continues to limit down your time because then you are like, okay, well, on a Friday night, I'm going to do a date night instead of maybe having a girl hangout. Or maybe I have to take my kid to soccer on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, so I can't hang out with people then. And so your time definitely comes down to where you don't have as much time to spend with friends. And so it makes harder to meet new people because you might move or you might start a new job or something, then it's going to be something that you're like, okay, I need to make friends, but how do I go about it? Because everyone is really busy or it seems like everyone already has friends or it seems like nobody cares to have friends. So this episode is all about finding ways to actually connect and to create those meaningful, lasting relationships that are going to fill you up and give you a lot of joy in your life rather than just being like, well, it's too hard to make friends. I would love to have friends, but I can't. So I'm just going to brush it off. This episode is for you to be like, no, I can do it. I'm going to call someone today. You know, that kind of a, hopefully will get you all pumped up. So the first thing I want to talk about is there's this lovely meme on Instagram or a post, I should say, it's not really a meme. There's a lovely post on Instagram from at Steven. Also, how did he get that handle? Like that is OG Instagram status right there, right? So Stephen said before the age of 20, 
you'll spend a lot of time with so-called friends, right? After 30, you'll spend a small amount of time with just a few important friends. So in this graph that he has, which we will post in our show notes, a link to it, um, it basically, from ages like 10 to 20, you're spending, you know, between zero and four hours a day per day with friends, right? And after 30, it comes down to what looks to be about like a little bit less than two, and it kind of just levels off there, right? So as soon as you hit 30 until you die, you're only spending like, you know, maybe one to two hours per day with friends. And my guess is for most of us, that really does like shift all to the weekend, right? When I spend like three hours with a friend or something like that. Or maybe I'll go on a weekend getaway with some girls and that will be, you know, 12 hours. And then that makes up for all those days and weeks that I didn't see anyone at all, especially right now during pandemic life, right? So something to learn is that you will only ever have a small group of very important friends. So invest more in them and less in meaningless relationships. So that's the first point that I really want to make and hone in on is that there's very little time after the age of 30. And as you hit 20, it starts going down from there. But there's very little time that you're going to be spending time with friends. And so you want to make it worthwhile, right? I remember I moved to a new place and I was just like, I need to make friends. I need to make friends. And it I really did. I was like, my mental health was lacking because I didn't have a lot of connection with people. And so I would go and I would hang out with people who were, you know, around me in the same, like interested in the same stuff and in proximity to me, right? Lived in my neighborhood and whatnot. But I found that I just like wasn't really connecting. And I kept going and spending my time there because I kept hoping that something would click and connect, but it never did. And so eventually I realized I was talking to my husband and I was like, you know what? Like, I think it's okay if I just like don't go because it's not necessarily filling me up. I am someone who is filled up to the brim with good friendships. I am not an extrovert in that I like going to like a large gathering or being around a lot of people, but those small, close friendships, oh, they give me life like no other. I mean, I literally have a podcast with two of my friends because I love being around them so much and I have lots of little groups like that. So for me, friendship really does fill me up. And so I was used to it filling me up and I was very confused because this was like the first time that I was investing a lot of time and energy in people. And I wasn't like, it wasn't connecting right. So I eventually gave it up and kind of let go. And I kind of moved on and looked for people who would be really worth spending my time on, right? Because if you only are going to spend a limited amount of time with friends, make sure they are good friends. So how do we find those people who are good for us? Well, let me tell you. The easiest way to make friends is to continue to cultivate friends friendships that you've already had, right? So I have a friendship. Um, there's a group of four of us, I guess. I'm one of the four. Uh, we met, one of them is my cousin, and then two of the other girls we met in second grade. Uh, so when I moved to Utah and we've been friends ever since. So we're still friends and it's not a friendship that we like to see each other every day or anything, but it is a friendship that we have continued to invest in for years, you know? And so 
we continually come back to each other. And like, I know if I ever needed something or if I ever wanted to hang out and connect with friends, they are like a good option. So I think there is something really beautiful about investing in those long-term relationships. And I have so many, (laughs) like I really truly do. That's my earliest one is my second grade friends, but my high school friends, I'm still very close to who I met like in sixth grade, you know, Um, And then I have my college friends that I'm still very close to. They know exactly who they are. You know, I really do have like these relationships that I've cultivated. I have my Jerusalem friends, my DC friends, my uh, freshman friends. I have my friends from the greenhouse where I worked. You know, I have all of these friendships and relationships that I've kind of cultivated over years. And I continue to put in time and effort so that I can continue to rely on those relationships. So as weird as it sounds, I do think one of the easiest ways to find a good, reliable friendship is to look to your past and be like, oh, is there anyone that I really connected with in my past that I would like to continue to connect with, right? Now, that's not necessarily going to be a friendship of proximity. Often you move away, they move away. And so if you want to form relationships around proximity, a great way to do that is to be the person who creates plans or attach yourself really close to the person who does create plans, right? If you're not that person. So I personally am not that person. And so I have always had like a best friend who was more outgoing than me. Taylor and KJ are both better socially than I am. And so if I could just kind of like glom onto them, then I can be in a group of friends and they can introduce introduce me to new people, and I can kind of go from there. So you really want to find someone who's more extroverted than you, or you can be that extroverted person yourself. I think this is so impressive because it is not who I am, but it is amazing how often, if you just like put forth the offer, so many people are going to show up because people want to have friends, especially proximity friends. There's nothing like being able to go across the street to hang out with someone or just drive down the road versus having to drive an hour there and back. For me, it still is absolutely worth it to drive an hour there and back if it is a friend that you're close with and fills you up and you have a good time seeing them. But it's not realistic to do that maybe like on a Tuesday at nine. And just go over for 10 minutes, you know, it has to be more planned and whatnot. So you really want to work on finding those proximity friends by creating opportunities to be around each other, right? Good ideas include book clubs. I am part of a book club called Hose That Read, and I have made many friends through that book club. I love it. I did not create that book club, but my more outgoing adventurous friends did. So if you stick with those friends, you will be invited to things, which is wonderful. Um, A book club, watching The Bachelor, of course, is a very obvious, easy one. Um, Doing a craft night is wonderful. Switching off babysitting and having a play group, uh, meeting at the park every day or going on walks every day, um, having an exercise class that you all go to together. Things like that really build up community and it can happen through proximity because you guys are all in the same area. And just remember something about proximity that's kind of hard is that you're not necessarily going to find your people living right around you. And that's totally fine. Like I said, I talked about how I made friends with people who were in my proximity, but I didn't really fully connect with any of them. And so it's okay to kind of let it go and realize that you might need to look a little bit farther for 
maybe deeper friendships and that's fine, but you can still be kind of like superficial friends with people in your proximity if you don't really jive with them, but then start to look a little bit farther outside of your circle, you know? So a good example of this is I made friends as an adult. This is going to be an incredible story. And honestly, there was a lot of vulnerability and a lot, it was hard, but it was totally worth it. So let me tell you this story. Sometimes you have to look a little bit farther outside of your own neighborhood or your own church group or your own workplace kind of a thing, right? So once upon a time, my dad actually had a nurse named Joni. Joni hosts a podcast with her friend Amy, and it's called a Brave Space Podcast. You might have heard about it because I have been a guest on that podcast several times. So Joni, my dad's nurse, found out about my podcast from my dad, was like, wow, I love this podcast. I mean, it's such a great podcast, am I right? And she wanted me to come on her podcast to talk about attachment. I came on their podcast and we just clicked so quickly. Like Joni and Amy and I just like BFFs from the start. So we were just jiving, getting along really well. And when I left, I was like, you guys are so fun. They were like, you're so fun. And I was like, we should definitely be friends, you know? And I was in this place of really wishing I had some close female friendships that were a lot closer to my house. Um, A lot of mine were kind of like long distance (laughs) friendships, if you will. Um, And so I was serious. I was like, yes, let's be friends. But of course, I didn't think that they were serious and I didn't think anything would come of it, right? Because they were clearly very close. And I was like, well, there's no room in that friendship for me, right? But I was wrong because Amy and Joni are those extroverted friends that you want to attach to. So what happened was literally the next week, they were like, we were talking about it and we really do think you're cool. So do you want to come to this girls night we're doing on Friday or Saturday? Whatever. It's not important. And I literally was like, well, my cousin is getting married that day. So I will be at wedding festivities all day, but I can probably come after. And I remember getting home from my cousin's wedding. It's late, you know, like nine o'clock. And I'm like, Hey, are you guys still doing stuff? And they're like, yeah, we're going to go get ice cream right now. And I literally looked at Elliot and was like, I don't want to go. Right. Cause that's what happens in adult friendships. It's very hard to feel vulnerable. It's very easy to be rejected because people just don't have time and energy and whatnot. And so I was like, Oh, this is going to be too hard. There's going to be people I don't know there. You know, I was walking into a group of friends, you know, and I didn't know how many people would be there. I knew Joni and Amy would be there. Um, but I didn't know exactly what I was getting into, but I knew it was going to be pretty much awkward the whole time. But I was like, you know what? I need friends. I want friends. I'm willing to give it a go. Right. So I showed up. It was very awkward. No one was mean to me at all, but it was just like awkward in that I'm meeting you for the first time. This is super hard but I was friendly. I met everyone. I could not keep everyone straight because there was like six girls there, but they all seemed very nice. And I connected with them. They were all really awesome and whatnot. So fast forward another week and Amy texts me and is like, Hey, I know this is so random, but we're actually like going to St. George this weekend. Uh, Do you want to come? Someone dropped out and you can have our spot. And that was when I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to travel in a car for a significant amount of time. I'm going to stay overnight with people that I have met two times. 
and it's going to be a good time. I don't know. Is it going to be a good time? I seriously was like, I don't know if I can do it. But I knew this trick to connection. So are you listening? Because this is a good trick. It's to spend time away from home with people because you will connect so fast. Like truly, there is no faster shortcut to connection than going on a trip with someone. Like I absolutely believe in that like four seasons and a road trip rule for getting married. 100% real. Things change on a road trip. Elliot and I, my husband, we actually, before we were ever dating, went on a road trip. We went to California. And that's when I was like, I love this person so much. He did not feel the same way. You've heard my episode about me and Elliot, I'm sure. It's, um, I believe, our vulnerability episode. If you haven't, you can go back and listen to it. So I knew that going away with someone, a group of people, Let's not make this romantic, uh, is a shortcut to connection. If you're going to connect and just like if you really get along, it's just such a good way to get really deep really fast because you have so much time to talk. You stay up late. You know, you're doing activities with them. You're having a lot of fun. Um, you are away from the stressors of normal life. And so it's a really good opportunity to really connect with people. So I literally was like, this is so terrifying, but I will go. And so I ended up going on this weekend and I, I feel like I am fully a hundred percent in this group of friends now. I think that they would say that if they don't, don't tell me guys, cause I don't want to know. <laughs> so, but it has been so good. I cannot tell you how much it means to me to have this group of friends who fully welcomed me just because they're nice people because they had no, they have no shortage of friendship to go around. There's no rule of like, well, we can only have three people in our group. So you're out, you know, it's like the more the merrier. Everyone is so friendly and kind to everyone else. It's such a great experience being in this friend group. And it has really taught me that you can have friends as an adult and it can be so fun. You just have to make time and effort for it. So I've gone on several more um, kind of girls overnighters. We do a girls night pretty much every once a month. And then we had before COVID, we were doing weekly play dates with those of us who had little kids. And it has been like such a lifesaver for me. And it really is about being the person who reaches out. Amy and Joni were those people who reached out to me, but I was also willing to say yes and accept it. So that's a huge thing to remember about adult friendships is often they fizzle and don't work because we aren't willing to sacrifice and make the time and space for them, right? And so you really do have to go and be open and willing to share about yourself to like a safe extent. Let's not like go crazy, right? But share about yourself as much as you feel comfortable with and really being open and honest and listening, but you really do have to show up. And the more times you cancel, the less often and less likely you are to be invited again, right? And so my rule is to try and never cancel on people if I can help it. You can obviously say you can't come in the first place, but most of the time try and show up because that is such an important part of an adult friendship. If you literally just say, oh, we're going to watch The Bachelor every Monday night and you show up every Monday night, I promise you will have strong friendships with those people because you're there, you're in proximity. And the more times you see them, the less anxiety you're going to feel in that friendship because you're going to get used to them. There's just a rule in psychology and it is like, 
I think it's called the proximity rule. I'll look it up for you. But it really does say that we enjoy things that we're around more often, right? So the more often we're around something, the more we're going to enjoy it, basically. This is something that is really interesting because it's kind of the idea of like, once you like some someone, you see them everywhere, right? And you're like, oh my gosh, I like them even more because I see them all the time. It's like this weird kind of phenomenon. And it's the same thing with friendships, right? So the more you're around them, the more you want to be around them. And guess what? It works on the flip side too. The more someone is around you, the more they're going to want to be around you too. So that leads me to my next point. What if you're just really insecure and you have a little social anxiety? Super normal. Like truly, it is so normal to have social anxiety. But how you deal with it is to always flip the thought on its head, right? So if you think, nobody here likes me, just flip it around. How do you feel about the people who are here and or there with you, I guess? Do you like them? Do you enjoy being with them? Are they nice people? Are they funny? Are they easy to be around? Are they kind people? And if you're like, yeah, I really like these people, nine times out of 10, they're feeling the same way towards you. And so you want to really connect with that and remind yourself, whatever you're thinking about other people is probably what they're thinking about you. This is a funny thing to do because you might be someone who's like, well, I'm pretty judgmental and not very nice when I look at other people. Then you need to work on that for sure, right? If you're at a party and you're looking at everyone and you're just judging and you don't like any of them, leave that party. It is not the party for you. And if you're finding that every time you go out in your social, you just have these negative thoughts about other people, you really need to work on that because deep down we should all be like, pretty kind and compassionate people, right? But in general, nine times out of 10, you're going to look around the room and you're going to be like, these seem like really cool, smart, interesting people. I'm really excited to get to know them. And nine times out of 10, they're thinking the same thing about you, right? So you flip it and remind yourself that whatever you're thinking about other people is probably what they're thinking about you. And if someone is talking too long, then start to notice that in yourself and be like, do I talk too much? Am I talking over people? Am I allowing people to speak? Those are social skills that you can learn and practice. But ultimately, people will like you for who you are, what your likes and dislikes are, and things like that. Another thing you can do to help get over that social anxiety is to become a really well-rounded person. A well-rounded person has things to talk about and that eliminates a lot of social anxiety because you don't have this like, what am I going to say to you, right? So you might, before you go to bachelor night, you might do a little bit of research online about the contestants and have a few fun facts to pepper into the conversation. If you're going to a book club, actually read the book that will help you have things to talk about, right? Uh, Something that I did in college um, and that I have continue to do as suits me is to stay up on pop culture. Um, So if there's a new show that comes out, watch it so that you have things to talk about with people, right? Because if that is the show of the moment, I guaranteed when you go to some social gathering, someone's going to be like, oh, have you seen this? And you'll be like, yeah, I totally did. And then you can have an opinion about it. At the very least, read up on it, right? So I don't watch The Bachelor very often, but I do read tweets and keep up on the general gist of it so I have something to contribute or so that when people talk about it, I don't just like fully zone out and seem kind of rude, right? Um, Let's see. So 
my next idea is to realize and remember that social anxiety can lessen over time as you desensitize to it. So it's very intense and really high when you first meet someone. But think about your friendships from when you were little. You probably have zero social anxiety around them. I know that I like said that to a group of my friends. I was like, I'm so excited to see you guys. There's literally no stress involved, right? I love that feeling of going to see friends to connect with people and literally not having to worry about what I'm wearing or what I'm going to say or how I'm going to be perceived because they just love me and I love them and we get along really well, right? But the key is to remember that that came over time. When I first met them, I had a lot of social anxiety. It got better. So remind yourself that this decreases over time, but the only way to get it to decrease is to give it time and to give yourself exposure to other people. This is going to sound bad, but the more you expose yourself to others, the less social anxiety you will have. I'm just kidding. That was bad. (laughs) But really, continuing to just be around, to be a presence in someone's life is just going to help you kind of take a big breath and be like, okay, I can be around them more and more and more. And remember, the more you plan things, you get to be around them that time, right? So and you get to choose who comes and who you invite and who and like what you're going to do and whose house it's at. And the terms are all for you to control. So if you want to really control and manage your anxiety in terms of controlling all of the outside environmental factors, you can do that by being the person who creates the events that are happening, right? Hey, we're going to go. One of the things my friend group does is we every season go to Trader Joe's and get all of the new things that have come out and share them and eat them, right? And decide what's the best one. So that's a good idea. That's something that you can control. You can say, hey, after we go to Trader Joe's, we're going to come back to my place. I feel very comfortable there. I feel very happy there. And so then I can let go of the social anxiety and the stress of where am I and just focus on the social anxiety of how am I going to get to know this person? So just reminding yourself of these things. And remember, nobody dislikes you as much as you dislike you. It's a sad, sad reality. I truly don't think you have any reason to dislike yourself. I think you're awesome. I don't know you at all. So I really can't vouch for you in any way, shape or form, but I assume that you're a cool person. And that's really nice of me, right? We could probably be friends, but everyone else is assuming that same thing. They're like, okay, she's probably cool. Okay. Then I'm going to connect with her hesitantly. Okay. Yeah. I'm feeling a little bit better about this. This is great, but people are going to feel that way about you. So remember that as you open yourself up to new friendships, people are going to reciprocate. And if people don't, that's okay. It just means that that's not the friendship for you. It's just the same as like a marriage relationship. You are going to marry one person. You do not need to convince a hundred thousand people that you will meet throughout your life, that you are the one that they want to marry. That is a useless, useless use of time, right? Same thing with friends. You don't need to convince everyone in the world that you're awesome and they should be your friend. You just need to convince the people that you truly enjoy. And just remember if someone that you really love and enjoy 
you're like, oh, they're so cool. I want to be their friend. They're so fun. It's so much fun to be around them. But maybe they're flaky or maybe they don't show up. It's okay to be like, ugh, that's really disappointing that it didn't work out, but it's probably better to cut my losses and move on right now. I have definitely learned to do that since having my daughter. It very much is like, just because you have a child the same age as mine does not mean that we need to be friends. And I will be friends with people, but if they're going to flake out on me and not show up and not be a consistent friend and my daughter is involved and I'm involved and it's just stressful, it really isn't worth it. No matter how much I'm like, I really want you to like me and to want to show up and be with me, but you clearly don't prioritize friendships and that's okay. You can do you and I will go forth and do me, right? You can refer back to our episode on expectations of others. If people want to be flaky, that's up to them. That is their thing. If it really bothers you, then that's your thing and you can set those boundaries, right? Either you show up or I stop making plans with you. That's totally on you and you can decide that. But don't mistake people flaking out and canceling last minute for a judgment on you. Nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with you. And the one time out of 10, it does have to do with you. It probably is because you're not a very nice person. So maybe work on that, right? There's actually this amazing story that one of our professors told us in graduate school. She said that she was doing therapy with someone and she fell asleep (laughs) mid-session. She woke up and was like, oh my gosh, I think I fell asleep. And he was like, yeah, you did. And she was like, you were so boring that I fell asleep because he was there to work on kind of like friendship stuff and relationship stuff. She was like, we can work on that. And she was like, and then the rest of his therapy was devoted to helping him become a more interesting person. So if you're a mean person, if people really are bored and falling asleep around you, you can do something to change that. But nine times out of 10, by the time you reach adulthood, you're pretty well-formed and actually a pretty kind and considerate person, I would hope, right? So if you feel like, you know what, I do have people who like me and can vouch for my goodness, then people are going to be on your team. They will be friends with you as long as you give them opportunities. So reminder, here is how you make friends as an adult. Find someone who is more outgoing than you to create events that you can attend or be the person who creates events that you can attend. Next, make sure that you're in proximity to people. The more times you show up, the more likely you are to form a friendship with that person. The more opportunities you have to be around them, the better off you're going to be, right? Next thing, remember that old friendships can be great friendships. There's no reason you need to let go of those friendships just because they're old, right? You can keep friends from any time in your life and connect with them, whether it's, you know, over Marco Polo or FaceTime or a Zoom call, or you have a trip to go visit them, or you drive an hour to see them because maybe they live a little bit farther away, but you can still see them like once a month or something, right? Just realize that You don't only have to have friends who live in your neighborhood and who are in your workplace and who you've known and who love you immediately. That's not the only kind of friendship there is, right? You can have friends that you've known in the past who maybe live a little bit farther away. It's maybe a little bit more inconvenient, but it still fills you up. So it's worth investing time and effort in, right? Remember to let go of friendships that don't serve you. If people aren't showing up for you, 
then you can let go of that and move on to find people who will show up for you. And always be working on showing up for other people, right? If you hear something about how a friend needs something like, oh, she's about to have a baby or, oh, my friend just received a promotion at work. I'm going to send her congratulations cookies. Those things are so meaningful in friendships, right? And then remember that you can jumpstart connection by having a weekend away or something like that, right? So say, okay, I really want to be friends with my neighborhood girls. We all get along pretty well. We've been seeing each other every once in a while. You know what? I'm going to introduce the idea of going away on a trip together. That could be really fun. I guarantee that you guys will come back with more connection and a lot of fun stories, right? So if you have more questions and you need more ideas on how to create adult friendships, let us know. Send us an email to at, not at, to thoughtspod at gmail.com or visit us on Instagram at thoughts.podcast. We love having friends. Me and KJ and Taylor are so close and we love creating this podcast for you guys. I'm sorry that they weren't here for this episode because obviously it would have tied in perfectly to our friendship, but that is just fine. It is what it is, right? I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Go out and do something fun and make a new friend. If you were in my office, my challenge would be Create one event this weekend that you are going to attend, whether it's with one old friend or it's a Zoom call, or you're going to go across the street and give someone cookies that you've never met before. Just do something to get out of your comfort zone and start to either revive an old friendship or start a new one. Good luck, and I will see you guys next week. P.S. If you live in Utah County and you need a friend, I'll be your friend, so just message me. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com. And if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Bryich from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.